Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain. Please pay attention to your radio as Steakhouse will help you through the busy pre-Christmas holiday travel weekend. The Steakhouse is at Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport. Broadcasting live, talking all things Atlanta sports, and helping you get through your busy travel day on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Now, here's the Steakhouse. Good morning. Welcome to the Steakhouse here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Alongside the queen herself, and right now she is the queen of the skies, Sandra <laughs> Golden, as we are at Hartsfield-Jackson Airport. And uh, I am Mark Zeno filling in for Steak Shapiro. Is this the airport, Claude? Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> What's that from? Uh, That's Christmas funny. vacation. Oh. Aunt Bethany. Oh, my god. Don't throw me down, Clark. Good call. Is Rusty still in the Navy? Uh, (laughs) That's good. God, since it is the last work day before Christmas, I think we have green-lighted the ability to to have a very Christmas-themed show today. Yeah. Can we take lots of calls and just kind of talk to everybody and talk about how the Braves didn't spend a billion dollars on two players? I mean, listen. Holy Dodgers, y'all. I woke up to that news. I mean, look, if, if you're the Braves, like, you weren't really involved in Yamamoto. Yeah. Um. But, boy, there's some people I know up north right now that are really ticked off. Yeah, the Yankees, yeah. the Mets, yeah. the Jays, the Phillies. They are not happy right now. They with, were all uh, in the mix. Uh, the Braves were not. They were not in the mix. And I don't know if Shohei picked up the phone and called him and said something or whatever. But, right. dear Lord, I, I wonder how much this guy's salary is going to be deferred, too. Yeah, that was the big joke on the internets. Um, they're going to pay him two dollars, and they're going <laughs> to defer the rest. <laughs> also, breaking news: the Dodgers have signed Taylor Swift. That was another funny one I saw this morning. Oh line, yes, so. well there you go. Uh, and Travis Kelsey to uh, be a designated hitter. So there hey, is can that. I tell you about yes, my ma'am. night last night? Send it. It was an all-time Atlanta evening. I went to supper at Hal's with my girlfriends. We were celebrating my friend Kelly Griffin's big birthday, uh-huh. and then. Went to Johnny's Hideaway. You did, didn't I you? I went to Johnny's Hideaway. I am here to tell the story and the tale. Survived. Did had you pay a, a cover charge to get in? Yep, 10 bucks each. <sighs> Off we go. It's the biggest ripoff in Atlanta. Yeah, but the drinks are $4. Well, that's, there is that. And the dance floor, not gonna. I'm not afraid to tell you. It's, uh, I did it's trip pumping. the light fantastic. It's, it's to pumping. To ABBA, as I would. Had a blast. And I just thought, God, this is all Atlanta. And by the way. Buckhead and the whole, it was just beautiful last night. I was able to, look, you know, see the lights and drive around. It was really, really fun. So, there we go. That was my Atlanta night. Uh, Shout out Steak Shapiro because I know you're listening and you're so proud of me right now. Ha! There you go. Um, I will tell you this much. The, the funniest thing when you go to Johnny's, okay, because the women all go to the dance floor. Yeah. Right? Yep. All sizes, ages, whatever. They're all out there. And at the back end of the dance floor, you can sit there. There's a row of dudes. Just watching. Just standing yeah, there. It's like a force exactly field. Right. Like they're all standing there with their drink in their hand. Yeah. Just watching all the women on the dance floor, like staring at Stanley, okay? Yeah. And just, I'm like, dude, if you want to go out there, go out there and dance. But don't creep on the girl and stare at her. On the, off the, it's just a now, weird scene. Now, why is scene. that, Mark? Why don't the guys just come and ask people to dance and go have a good time? Like you got nothing to lose. No, you have absolutely nothing. Just walk out there and start dancing and mingle with people, but, you know. Look, I'm not really much of a dancer unless I've had two or 30. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I would say this much, and I, a steadfast rule. Fellas, take me at my word here. If a lady asks you to dance, you get up and go. I think that's No matter great how advice. bad you are at it, yeah. no girl asks a guy to dance unless she wants to dance with him. Yeah. 
And even if you're not good at it and you go out there and you smile and you have, even if you don't like the girl or find her attractive, the other women are watching and they're taking note of you enjoying yourself and enjoying somebody else. And that becomes more attractive. I think attractive. that's great advice. And I love it. Anytime a woman it. asks you to dance, get your tail up and start dancing. Yeah. You hear that, Jersey Mike? You young lad. Jersey Mike's here with us today. Um, also, the ratio of men to women was about seven to one. Yeah. That's a, that's a, dis- that's a disproportionate. Uh, that's, yeah. So that's, not, that's what they call the opposite of a target-rich environment. Yeah. No, well, for the guys, I think that's great. There's seven guys to one girl. No, oh, seven oh, girls oh, okay, okay. You said guy, guy to girl ratio. Oh, I'm sorry, I said it wrong. Yeah. Math is hard. Yeah, there are so many women, and there's just a few guys. That it is in. a target rich environment. I yeah. know, right? Should, you should have called me. I don't know what you were doing. Well, it was one. Of, it was a last minute bullpen because I was like, "Y'all, we're going to Johnny's." This is how it is. So they were hesitant, and the next thing I know, I'm like, "Oh yeah, we're inside Johnny's. Let's do it." So there you go. Uh, I encourage everyone to go out and have fun. Merry Christmas. So we'll do a n- little nine at nine. You ready? Let's do it. Well, we asked for the Saints to lose, and the Saints lost. Yep. Rams got them 30 to 22. Do you know the Rams have now won five of their last six? Uh, let's not talk about that. I, I don't think that team is that good. I just genuinely don't, but that's neither here nor there. We can have that conversation later. Matthew Stafford, 24 of 34, 328, a couple touchdowns, and uh, – Puka, Puka Nakua. Nakua, yep. Holy smokes, y'all. Nine catches, 164, and a touchdown. And I'm going to read you some numbers later with when it comes to Calvin Johnson and Puka and the Puka record Nakua that about. Puka Nakua and Melikalikimaka. Yeah, there you go. Which is a wise way to say Merry Christmas that to you. That is true. Um, so can you update now how the, the division looks after the Saints lost? Well, I mean, as far as the Saints, they have now fallen solely into second place, a half game behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who will play this weekend. Mm -hmm. And uh, every Falcons fan, I know you guys are upset. I know you're all mad and you all hate me and you all think that I'm an idiot. But beyond that, you should all be rooting for the Jacksonville Jaguars to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this weekend. Oh, they will. They will. That's going to happen. Jaguars are going to beat the Buccaneers. I'll tell you this much. (laughs) If you follow the money in the betting world, everybody's on the Buccaneers. Where's the game? In Tampa. In Tampa. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. So. Falcons, Colts, by the way, that line, now two and a half. When I first looked at it, it was one and a half. It went to one, and now it's at two and a half. Yeah. Um, in, in my world, the Sharps hit the Falcons hard yesterday. So um, what does that mean? So the sharpest better is the people who, who are the ones who can move lines, who make yep. the most money, who have the highest win rate. When they walk to the window and put a wager down, that's when the odds makers take notice and say, okay, that person's got information. That person knows something, whatever, and they move the line adjusting accordingly. So, well, uh, the sharps have hit the Falcons hard yesterday, which Taylor is a good Heineke sign. Is, okay, yeah. yeah, and that's and, and a lot of it comes from the belief that Heineke is a is a upgrade or a plus over Desmond Ritter. And, and you know, I was I was doing a show last night, and somebody said that I said, well, it, look, if you don't turn the football over, you're already a market upgrade from Desmond Ritter. Like you don't even have to play that well. Just don't turn the football over. Right. So, I mean, as long as Heineke doesn't turn the damn ball over, the Falcons are going to be in a plus situation for a better part of the game because I genuinely still think, and this is going to bother people, they're a better team than the Colts. I think I think they are. Um, you know, Gardner Minshew is the ultimate wild card. You mm-hmm. never know what you're going to get from game to game with that dude. Truth. Mm-hmm. Minshew. Uh, I want to hear from Falcon fans. I know we can't take calls now because we got – by the way, Steve Weish is – talking NFL at 920, so stay where you are. But I wonder what the MBS is going to look like 
on Sunday about 1 o'clock. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a good business model for Mr. Blank. We mentioned it before we did 9 at 9, but the Dodgers land Yoshinobu Yamamoto 12 years, God bless 325. You. $325 That's a million. Discount. Dollars. Look at that bargain basement shopping the Dodgers are doing. Wait, it gets better. They also have to pay an additional $50.6 million yeah, in the fee, the posting in the fee. fee. Yeah. So if you're counting at home, that is over a billion. That's with a B on two players. Dollars. So good for the Dodgers. Um, I'm sorry for your Yankees that they didn't get him. I mean, look, there, there, there are people up in, in the northern parts that are very, very unhappy right now that they did not secure oh, yeah. Yamamoto. They uh, were the favorite to get him. They thought that they were at the they thought they were at the, the one yard line ready yeah. to punch it through and uh, again uh, they'll have to figure out what happened and regroup but you know the They're interesting like the Falcons couldn't get in the end zone oh man you, you just uh, bump. thanks for all the crap I get about I'm here being, all week for all the crap I get about being the one who's oh never happy and, and then, uh, <laughs> like I'm sitting here trying to lift you guys up about the Falcons and thank, thank you. you thank uh, you thank you for the rim shot thank um, you. you know trying to lift you up about the Falcons I just have you just raining all over my parade I'm sorry dear it's just funny it still is funny you have to laugh. Or you'll cry. Uh-huh. Hawks in Miami tonight. They won a couple straight. Uh, back home tomorrow night is John Morant and the Grizzlies come to town. So if you want to head down to State Farm. Yeah, uh, interesting. Um, you know, the Hawks, again, a, a very short underdog, which is very telling. Trey Young going to continue Young. his streak of 30 and, and wow. 10 mm-hmm. in assists. He's done it now five games in a row. That's awesome. Guys on fire. And, look, when, when he's playing at that level, he's going to be – the whole team's going to be really tough to beat. Yeah, go Trey. All right, we've got uh, Georgia Tech in the Gasparilla Bowl tonight in Tampa. Yep. UCF, they're a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I just looked this morning. Five-and-a-half. Oh, it's five-and-a-half yeah, this morning? Yeah, moved up, yeah. Y'all, this is so good for the Jackets because they are the only game in town. That is the only bowl today. There's eight bowl games tomorrow. Georgia State also is playing tomorrow. But – Come on, Jackets. Let's win. Let's just win the bowl game. How do you feel about it? You know, I, I literally just had to do a write-up on this game. Um, I the, the major thing, and this is a big thing in bowl games, the motivation factor mm-hmm. for Georgia Tech is really the one thing to hang their hat on. I mean, we, talk, we heard Rusty talk about it earlier in the week, and he mentioned, I think, yesterday about how pumped up the kids from Georgia Tech were to play in this game about how much they were absolutely dying to go play in a bowl game and win it. Right. Um, you know, the hard part is statistically, Georgia Tech, from a run, they have bottom three run defense in the country. UCF runs the ball really well. Right, right. Uh, and that's a that's a, a big problem uh, when it comes to it. But Haynes King and the offense have shown that they can put up points. So um, the, the, the numbers say it's going to be a high-scoring game that both teams should get into the 30s here. And I, I hope that Georgia Tech can keep it close. I, I, and I, I, I hope the talent gap between an ACC team and even though they're in the Big 12, it's still UCF. It's their first year in the Big 12 that, you know, right. w- would have been a group of five conference team is that much bigger that Georgia Tech can handle it. Let's go, Jackets. Speaking of, they beat UMass last night on the courts du jour in Honolulu. Do you realize the Jackets are 7-3 and three now? David yeah. Stoudemire, go. Good yeah. stuff. They With a win over Duke, today. by the way. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, so they beat uh, UMass last night, 73-70. They'll play again today, 6 p.m., and I think that's Hawaiian time, so don't make me do the math. Uh, 52 <laughs> days till Braves spring training. I really, really that is appreciate you reminding us. Andy I want Bowman. to keep it in the forefront. Uh, I, 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 I am very excited for Sunday to go to the Falcons game. You're going to go? Probably the only one, yeah. Oh, good. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go and support 
Arthur Smith. Your team. Your boy. I'm going to go support him. <laughs> your boy. Woo-hoo. Quietly from the press box. No good. I, I'm glad and listen. Good, good for. Do you realize? On the bright side, like I said, Atlanta parking Falcons won't be a challenge. And Arthur Smith, they have never won three straight I, under Arthur Smith. I know. And again, I'll say it. I'll say it all week long. The loss to Tampa was more unforgiving than the loss to Carolina. Everything would look a lot different. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying they have not won three straight. I know. Well, that was the game they were supposed to win all three right. straight on. Well, now they got to win three straight, no matter what. That did not go well. Uh, to finish the season. All right, coming up next, Steve Weish of the NFL Network will join us. He's covered this team. This organization knows the owner very well. We'll get his thoughts on the future of Arthur Smith and the Atlanta Falcons. That's next alongside Sandra Golden. I'm Mark Zinno, live from Hartsfield-Jackson Airport, right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome back. It is the Steakhouse here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We are live from Hartsfield-Jackson Airport. Mark Zeno in for the incomparable Steak Shapiro alongside Sandra Golden. And, uh, Sandra, it is a beautiful scene here at the airport. It's not, like, too crazy. It's not not too at bustling. all crazy. It's, it's so easy. Very low-key. They, yep. they said it's under 12 minutes now in security. So just take your time. Everybody not, p- bring your manners. Not a creature is stirring. Yeah, there you go. Not even a TSA agent. Uh, this hour of the show brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration, one-day treatment, life-changing results, advancedhair.com. Let's welcome in one of Atlanta's own, one of the best in the biz. He's the NFL Network's chief national reporter. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Weish89. Steve Weish joins us here on the Steakhouse. Steve, good morning. Merry Christmas to you. How are you? I'm doing well. Merry Christmas, man. You guys are doing God's work, giving, uh, like, airport updates to the people. That's big <laughs> stuff right there. I know, Steve, and I was so, like, stressed about getting here, and it is so easy going. Where are you flying off to this weekend? Uh, I am flying nowhere. I'm, oh, I'm here in L.A. The family will be here. My mother, who lives in Dunwoody, actually is here, so that's going to be a Aww. great holiday weekend. Yep. That's fantastic. Well, listen, you're going to have a great holiday. I'm not so sure Arthur Smith is having a good holiday. Uh, Steve, I have been being yelled at by Sandra and fans alike in this town for the past week plus for saying, I don't think Arthur Smith should be fired. I don't think he will be fired. I think regarding no matter what happens, unless it's like an abomination of getting blown out three straight games where it looks like he's totally lost control, uh, I think Arthur Smith is the head coach of this team. But you know Arthur Blank very well. How do you see this all unfolding, and how much is Arthur Smith in danger of losing his job? You know, early in the week, I, I felt more like Sandra, but now I feel very much like you. I, I think unless the floor falls out, um, he's back. Look, I, I look. There, there's two. There's a couple things you could sit there and criticize this. And I will say this, and this is talking to people in the coaching industry in the NFL. They think Arthur Smith's a pretty good coach. Yeah. Right. They think he can coach football when it comes yes. to scheming. And the one thing we've seen coming into the season is he can galvanize people, right? Like last last two seasons, they didn't have talent. And he was, he got them to win more games than anybody thought. And, and I think that's bought him a little bit of leverage. Now where we're, we're they've messed up, and this is where the owner, Arthur Blank, has to take some culpability, is gambling on Desmond Ritter and losing, right? And that's, that's a miss. You know, people will tell you around the league, like the one thing that's always puzzled them by the Falcons is they've had three high picks to, to get generational players at generational positions. They may have taken general players, but not at game-changing positions. And that means they, they missed on the quarterback. So 
if they feel that Arthur Smith is a guy who continue, because you know, you do see buy-in from players, right? That's one thing that is very important. If you continue to see buy-in in this offseason, they go get the quarterback. I think I think they're going to do it, guys. And, and here here's another reason why there could be eight or nine head coaches getting fired. Is there someone out there better than Arthur Smith? Maybe, but then again, maybe not. And that's a risk. I just again, knowing Arthur Blank, I don't know if he's willing to to, to take. But Sandra, you know this. The one thing Arthur Blank does listen to fans, yeah. and right now they want Arthur Smith out of there. So we'll see. But the more people I've talked to around the league, the more and more, again, unless things just get absolutely sideways, I think Arthur Arthur Smith is back. What does sideways look like? And we're talking to Steve Weish at the NFL Network. Do you think if they go zero and three, I got to tell you, Sunday at Mercedes Benz, it's not going to be a pretty sight for Arthur Blank to see. The well, that won't be wise. the first time. No, yeah, that won't be that, the first time. Isn't that the truth? I mean, that, that's nothing new. I'll, right. I'll tell you this. Have you ever, have you ever watched like a, a Falcons game, a, a home game on TV? If you think oh. it looks bad in person, it looks awful on television. Right. Yeah. And, and so, you know, look, those, those are the things that drive owners crazy. But Arthur Smith will not be the first coach to, to, to do that. And even when the Falcons are winning sometimes, it's like that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you, you can't. Yeah, but sideways is, look, if if all of a sudden Taylor Heineke goes out there and is terrible or if the defense gets 40 points hung on him, I mean, that's the thing. All the, the units, the offensive line is playing pretty well. That defense is playing pretty well. You know, when you get the ball to the wide receivers, they're, they're doing okay. Yeah. You know, it's – so sideways is just, you know, they lose these, these next three games. Um, if they're competitive, we'll see if they're – if they get lopsided, we'll see. But they still have a chance. I mean, the Saints lost last night. Mm-hmm. This, 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 this division is still. It's insane. You know, the Bucks have a tough game yep. this weekend. Yeah. Yep. It's still there. Steve Weiss of the NFL Network, uh, host of the NFL Report, along with James Palmer, which streams Monday and Thursday at 7.15 Eastern on the NFL channel, available on the NFL app. I mean, for me, Steve, it's as simple as separating the quarterback play from the coach. You look around the league right now, there's probably 16 guys who are going to take a snap under center on Sunday that don't belong in the NFL playing quarterback. It's just the reality of where we are right now. And for me, when it comes to it, as you said, they, if, if you want to blame – Arthur Smith and the organization for banking on Desmond Ritter. I think there's a conversation there to be had, but in the macro picture and Arthur, Bl- of and Arthur Blank was and yes. Arthur Blank was in full support of that. Yes. So I think when it comes down to it, uh, it's very easy for me to separate the quarterback play from the coach. I did a side by side comparison of the Atlanta Falcons and the Pittsburgh Steelers, and when you look at these Pittsburgh Steelers who are one game ahead of them, they are you know the Atlanta Falcons have, have you know got more yards on offense. Um, they they've scored more touchdowns and everything else. The one area where the Pittsburgh Steelers have dominated is their plus seven in turnover differential. The Falcons are negative six, and it's that simple. And if Desmond Ritter doesn't turn the ball over in three games, they're nine and five walking into this game, not six and eight. And and I don't understand why it's so hard for fans to understand this. Steve, please don't let him throw out nine and five like that. What did he just say? Well, I mean, look, you know, what Mark is basically saying is we are so we are such in a microwave society right now. Yes, that we get caught up in it. I mean. Look, I've covered this war for, for a long time, and it's gone from one week Dax MVP to the Cowboys losing to the next week he's he's number ten on the list. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, it's we're, we're we're so quick to come to these, you know, to these judgments. I think that's what what Mark is saying. It is that fine of a line. And again, if you see, like we saw Brandon Staley and the Chargers players quit on him. I mean, that that was you know, 
you don't see that. You do not see guys quitting on Arthur Smith. Now, again, I'm not, I don't know a lot of stuff that may be going on behind the scenes, but, you know, I saw Mark out there the other day and I talked to several players. They don't seem like they're unhappy. He's their coach. I've been in many a locker room. I've been in a Raiders locker room where dudes can't wait for that guy to go. That does not seem to be the case. So all of these things have to be taken into account. Wins and losses, you better believe Arthur Blank's head is on fire because he does not want to finish 7-10 again after spending all that money in free agency. Right. Right, but they better be telling him a plan on how they're going to get their next quarterback. That better already have been delivered to him. Yeah. Um, How they're going to get the next quarterback to take them to the future because that's, you know, that might, might solidify what the point Mark is trying to make. Uh, how, where where's the next quarterback coming from? You think they go draft? You think they trade for somebody? Kirk Cousins. I love Kirk Cousins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be Kirk Cousins. I don't think Minnesota is going to let him go. It all depends. <laughs> Kirk Kirk is never one to turn down a ton of money. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right? if 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 he decides, you know, because there's no way Minnesota coming off that injury, no, no team's going to offer him a boatload of money. You know, well, there, I won't say no team. There's always a team out there to do it, but. It, that that's to me is the intriguing question because now they've, they've kind of built up their roster. They want someone who's got to develop it. They're kind of going through that right now. Right. Yeah. So um, look, it's not going to be Justin Fields guys. I was talking to them when Justin Fields was available for the draft. They did not like him. No. So, right. you know, we if can, they didn't ask him to the prom, Steve, why would they ask him to marry him? Yeah. So, you know, people can get that out of their heads. You know, it's not going to be him. I, I honestly, I, I would think that, you know, it would be a trade or free agency. I don't know. But they they, they better be ready because that's going to be a hot potato market. Even some of these backups who are playing themselves into other backup jobs like a Jake Browning, those people are going to be very, very valuable because we've seen, you know, the importance of a backup QB. So that's why I say they have to have a solid plan in place on what they're going to do. And no team is going to be trading a starting caliber quarterback. They're too difficult to find. So it's, it's going to be just a very intriguing decision on, on what they can do. You know, they thought they were going to get Brock Purdy, and they ended up not getting him. They went a guy like Destin Ritter. Again, Steve Weish of the NFL Network, National Chief Reporter. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Weish89. Thank you so much for the time this morning. Have a wonderful Christmas, a great holiday. Um, we'll talk to you again soon, Steve. We appreciate you. Merry Christmas, guys. Appreciate you. Thanks, right. Steve. See, I'm not the only one. I know you're not the only one, and I appreciate. Um, I really, really love his take because he's not as close to it. And y'all, when I tell you, he is so tight with yeah. that Atlanta yes. building, Flowery Branch. So, but he did just break the hearts of many when he said Justin Fields ain't happening. But again, That's we, we, happening. we, everybody should know that. Like, I, I don't know why that was, you know that. That shouldn't have been new news to anybody. It, 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 I know it feels like a fit and everything else, but when they had the opportunity to draft him and didn't, you don't go back and get him again. I mean, I'm going to disagree with you because they've at least got a body of work to see now. But, but nonetheless, I'm not going there today. I'm, you're not getting no, me fired up. We're not going to do we're it. We're going to talk a little college football, Florida State, y'all. We are. In about 20 minutes. We, it's, we, it's take you get ready pill because they're about to exit stage left from the ACC. I believe that's what's happening at really? 10 o'clock. Or at least the, uh, yeah, we're going to map it all out. So going update to on what's happening. Very, very interesting to say the least. Georgia Tech in a bowl game tonight, guys. More on that tailgate coming up next alongside Sandra Gold and Mark Zenoy for Steak Shapiro. It's the Steakhouse on Sports Radio 92 of the game live from Hartsville-Jackson Airport right here in Atlanta.
Welcome back. It is a steakhouse here on Sports Radio 929. The game, as you heard, live from Hartsfield Jackson Airport alongside Sandra Golden, Mark Zeno in for Steak Shapiro this hour of the show, brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration, One Day Treatment, Life Changing Results, AdvancedHair.com. Hey, can I make a musical declaration here uh, while we heard Santa you Claus? You can do is whatever you like, yes. And this is probably going to bother you. But, um, you know, the, the Bruce Springsteen version of Santa Claus coming to town mm-hmm. uh, is awesome. And it literally is his best song because the rest of his catalog sucks and he's overrated. Uh-oh. Steak Shapiro. Sorry you had to hear that. I'll just let you know. <laughs> this guy's so overrated he's not good. But his Santa oh Claus God. is Coming to Town is his absolute best song ever. Okay, so the, the Bruce DJ, Springsteen one. DJ Bowie Bow back at the house. Maybe that is the best version that. of that song. I mean, okay. it really is. All right. I, I'm not going to disagree. with. I like that song, and maybe we, maybe we should listen to it. So I have thoughts. You ready? <laughs> we're, live at, we're live at the Atlanta airport. And you may be thinking to yourself, why are they live at the airport? We are right when folks are coming to Atlanta, so right up the escalator. And we just kind of wanted to walk you guys through, if you're heading here, what's it look like? What should you be prepared for? I'm going to tell you that all the parking, the daily and the hourly at South is open. There's a little green light next to it. When you're driving up, you'll see all the lots. They were all on green when we got here about yes, an hour they were. ago. Yeah. There is a 13-minute wait in um, security. So they have every single lane open. My new best friend, and Cody, who runs this airport, came over and was chatting with us, and he said 3 million folks are going to be rolling through wow. here starting yesterday through Sunday. So everybody's gr- in a great place. The people watching is fantastic. Extraordinary. It is. It I is. mean, we've got Santa Claus right in front of us. Hi, Santa. Um, we've, yeah, also, so. we've, we've got people picking up loved ones at mm-hmm. the airport. We're all speculating about who's picking up whom and what they're doing here. Some people are dressed in very... There's a beautiful young lady, and she has heels on, and I'm like, she's definitely kidding her hot boyfriend. He is going to arrive I don't think shortly. he's going to be that good looking. We're going <laughs> to... What is he doing to me, Jersey Mike? Now, why would you say that? She's really, really pretty. Really pretty, and she's got on a little dress and some heels and sandals, and I know it's cold outside. That's what I said. That's what I said for sure. She's picking up her hot boy. That's so hysterical. we'll keep you posted because that's really things that matter. Um, we'll take some calls, right? Yeah. 404-726-0929. We're going to do a tailgate, um, but I was just wondering what you guys thought about what Steve Weiss just said. Also, what are you doing for Christmas? What are you doing in the new year? Do you have a resolution? Because we can kind of do whatever we Is want. It too, it, it, should you have your New Year's plan set by now? Because I don't. I don't know. I'm not a big New Year's person, so I, I don't get on that board. I always feel like it's a little bit of a rookie night out. Mm. Um, I'm not New Year's Eve shaming you. I'm just saying it's just not for me. Gotcha. Um, we do a big, or we used to at least, a New Year's Eve Eve. So if you go out on December 30th, go pick the best restaurant. You will not have to have a set menu. The prices will be better. Right. The crowds will be less. Makes sense. And it's a lot of fun, New Year's Eve Eve. I so. got to tell you, I, I, am, I am much more New Year's Day over New Year's Eve. Yeah, like, yeah. there's nothing for, for me, and again, this is just purely a guy thing, but January 1st, getting up, going to brunch, and having a couple of cocktails and watching college football Fantastic. all day long is yeah. just, God, it's yeah. like a thin slice of heaven to start the day, start the year it's off. It's a great way to Love start. The, now, you are you a uh, Black Eyed Peas kind of guy? Do you know the tradition in the like South? Fergie in the Black Eyed no, the black eyed peas. Oh. When you're eating black eyed peas, and oh. this, it's a southern thing, I think. I don't know. But it brings <laughs> you good luck if band. you're supposed to have make oh, some really? homemade or just go get some. Have a couple of good scoops of some black eyed peas, and you're going to have a great year ahead. So there you go. My Italian grandmother would just bring garlic out to keep away the bad spirits. That's good too. 
That's about that's about all I got. I mean, do you do that whole Italian meal? What's your favorite part? Do you do it Christmas Eve or Christmas? Christmas Eve. You know, you're 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 starting to creep into my buy or sell questions. Oh, okay. So I don't want to get there. Okay, yet. all right, all right, <laughs> all right. Um, but yes, I love my seven fishes. Y'all call in 404-726-0929, and we're gonna do a tailgate in the meanwhile. The Florida State University's Board of Trustees are meeting in exactly 12 minutes. The agenda, as most are reporting, sources are saying, is the first step in leaving the ACC. Wow. They desperately want out of the conference. It's a 20-year contract. It expires in 2036, um, which coincidentally is the exact contract of the TV rights deal. The exit fee is $120 million. million and I, what I think has happened is the university has lawyered up, and this has been in play, when they came out and said some things are not like the other. They are the Neiman Marcus of the ACC. The rest is Macy's, with all due to Clemson, because yeah, Clemson's right up there, too. Right so up shame there on too, me. Yeah. And Miami, if they'll come back. But it's really the have and the have-nots. And as you witnessed... That was the final straw, the fact that they were left out of the four teams in the, in the final playoff. And when Bill Hancock wrote back and his slang use of almost or somewhat of a Power Five conference, they were like, this is it. So we're going to watch and kind of see what happens. I don't think they would start the process without kind of knowing where they stand legally. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, I mean I – mean- and at some point in time, it becomes a cost-benefit analysis, right? right? Like, right. how much are they going to have to pay to get out? Is it worth it to them? Are there boosters enough who are going to help fund this whole thing and everything mm-hmm. else? And so um, money talks, right? Everything else walks, and, and that's ultimately what this decision will boil down to when it's all said and done. And the interesting is where will they go? Well, that's I was going to so say, where are they going exciting. next? I mean, so is it the SEC? Is it the Big Ten? I don't is think the SEC the wants them. I, I genuinely don't. I mean – the SEC doesn't need them. Well, this isn't about a need, and I would think that Florida State is a pretty good get for a TV deal alone. They're they, they're a sexy program. They're trending way up. You they, know what Florida State should do if they were smart? Go be independent and get their own TV deal, just right. like Notre Dame does. Yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of what Chip Kelly was saying. If we didn't get to does, play yeah, his rant. I know, but his 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 idea of everybody being independent is not feasible. That, that won't that, work. That's right. not going to work. There, there are only maybe a half dozen schools that could truly be independent. I should maybe closer to a dozen that could truly be independent. Um, and I mean, look, the Longhorn Texas could easily do it. Mm-hmm. They've got their own network, right? Yep. They got a Longhorn. So I, I mean, think you're right when you say about a dozen, maybe fifteen. About a dozen or so that have got and, that and, sexy factor right. that they could survive on their that own. That are draws enough from east to west across the board yeah, that people 100%. are going to want want to follow them. So and they have a big enough alumni base that 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 is spread out across right. the country right. that matters. So, um, but to your point, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I would have a hard time being that, thinking that, and I guess without the divisions now, it doesn't matter for the SEC. They could take a 17th team because there are no divisions, right? Right, right, um, right. And so that, that makes things a little bit easier. Um, but, yeah, Florida State's got some, some big decisions to make. I would say this much, though. Again, it's not in their best interest to leave in the big picture. Keep being the biggest fish in a medium-sized pond. Well, the payouts keep, aren't right. No, keep, no. So this all was based on money. Shocking. But when they did the math that's saying when you cut up this pie, we are missing out about $30 million if we were in the SEC or if we were in the Big Ten because the payouts for the conference is so 
much inferior. Right, but I would argue that them winning the conference or being at the top of the conference every year and now with an expanded playoff, going to the playoff every single year is better in their long-term interest, in their long-term future, than going to the SEC, finishing 8-4 and four, and missing out on everything. Well, you're making a grand assumption that they would be 8-4. and four. But I see your point. <laughs> you, are, you are wrong, but I see your point. I'm sorry, I've offended a Seminole. <laughs> well, I mean, I, and by the way, I think they would have many suitors because they are they are that. So yeah, and, and it's not. By the way, it's not like Winnie Colts matter anymore. Like geography doesn't matter anymore. Oh, for not at all. Not at all. So it's ridiculous, yeah. as a matter of fact. Okay, so good luck, Georgia Tech. Yes. Tonight is your the only game in town. It's a Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa. They will be playing UCF. And my betting friend over here just told me that that line is now five and a half. Yep. I am pulling so hard for Brent Key. And this Haynes King and Eric Singleton, speaking of the receiver, um, it made headlines that so many SEC schools specifically were coming after Eric Singleton. He didn't even go on a date. He was like, I am great where I am. And I think that says a lot about what's happening on the flats. So let's go, Jackets. Yeah. You want to give us a quick preview or who you like, what I to mean, watch I'll, for? I'll take, I'll take the, the Yellow Jackets with a point based off of motivation factor alone. Again, haven't been a bull since 2018, haven't won one since 2016. Mm-hmm. We heard from Rusty about how motivated and how excited these kids are to play. Uh, I, I worry about Georgia Tech's rush defense, which is a bottom three run defense in the country, and UCF can pound the rock hard. Like, that's what they do. Um, they run the ball. Their quarterback, John Reese Plumley, can throw. But this is about Haynes King. He's a dual-threat player. Uh, he's a guy that, you know, obviously can do it with his legs, but he's been very good through the air. He's got to avoid the turnovers. You look at their last two conference losses, four turnovers to Clemson, yep, yep, three yep. turnovers to mm-hmm. B.C. Yep. In games they could like have won. like watching the Falcons. When they – oh, my God. Um <laughs> What do you call it? Uh, You look at the Georgia game. He didn't turn the ball over once, and they managed to stay within a touchdown in a really competitive game. So that's what's going to need that to happen here. Payne's Kings take care of the football. I think Georgia Tech's got a good shot to cover the number and probably win it outright. What do you think of the program at UCF and Gus Malzahn? I'm kind of surprised that he's still there because I thought somebody would go cherry pick him. But they've got something good going down there in Orlando, except for their facilities, and that stadium is trash. Yeah, I mean, again, and you have to remember, first year in the Big 12 for Gus Malzahn and, you know, the step up in class and how it went. I mean, I think he's got to put another feather in his cap with a really impressive season somewhere for for somebody to come calling again. I mean, the the retread thing in college football has wore out pretty quickly. Yeah. Right? Like, you have to have legitimate success for somebody to snipe it from somewhere else. You can't get fired from a Power 5 job. And then, you know, again, Rich Rodriguez. Like, I would have thought somebody would have snatched him yeah, up right. at least in a group of five mm-hmm. conference to get him out of Jacksonville State, and nobody did because we've seen how that plays out before. So um, I think that you really have to earn it on the way back, and I don't think Gus has done that yet. Now, again, he's still the same Gus Miles on the way he runs the offense. Push, 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 pace, 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 keep going, keep going, keep going, score, score, score. Um, so... Uh, we'll see if if Georgia Tech defensively can do anything to, to combat that. Let's go, Jackets. And also, Georgia State is one of eight bowl games tomorrow, Yeah, Mark. So, Georgia State, Utah State will be in the Idaho Potato Bowl. That's 3.30 on ABC. The fun starts tomorrow. I'm not going to preview all the bowl games, so go find your team and have a great day. Hash sure. Browns are home fries. Home fries. Yeah. I'm with you. I like a nice home fry. I mean, when it's done right, yeah. like when I get them at a New York diner and they're burnt and they're crispy on the bottom. Yep. Oh, God. You know what we had Beautiful. in the house last night? Potato au gratin. Right? So my kids, oh. for whatever reason, don't eat potatoes. They don't like mashed They don't like potatoes. I'm so, shocked. Hold on. Yeah, I know. They eat every other, they eat every other green vegetable. They eat asparagus, Brussels oh. sprouts. They eat all that other stuff. But they won't eat a potato, which is weird. And so I made potatoes au gratin, and I told them 
it's cheesy bread. Just eat it. And they loved it. Way to go. So they ate potatoes. And after it was done, they're like, Dad, this is really good. I'm like, yeah, you just ate potatoes. No, he didn't. I go, yeah, you didn't. <laughs> oh, you told him? After oh, the fact, man. yeah. And I was like, now you How can't deceptive. tell me you don't eat potatoes anymore. You're such a deceptive father. I love it. I am. Well, That's listen, a good call. I'm a liar. Uh, okay, that was your tailgate. Party on. Party on. Wow. We got a jam-packed last do hour picks. here. Yeah, we are going to do picks, and I am excited for Buy or Sell next hour. Me too. 10-20, he's going to host Buy or Sell with me and Bo back at the crib. And um, We're going to stay here at the airport. Do you yeah, do? We'll do some Falcons. Mm-hmm. I, I know you don't want it, but we'll do some Falcons. Uh, and we'll continue the sights and sounds of Atlanta Hartsfield Jackson Airport. I'll keep you Airport. updated when the boyfriend arrives. She's yep. now, she's really pretty. She put on a pretty blazer. Oh, she's getting ready. Look at her. She, she's, she's got time. eyes locked in on the escalator you as they're coming up the top. You know how you see that like make out happen when they meet each other? It's going to be awesome. All right, we're, we're going we're gonna to play some bets on, on what the make out kiss is like when they I see each I, other. Is it, I, I think I have to take a picture of it and I, show everybody. I, I, think, I think we should. Beautiful stuff. Mark Zeno alongside Sandra Golden. It is the Steakhouse here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.